What's up, everybody? It's Justin Rogers, and you're listening to the American Football Show. Effort, but it's taken by Justin Rogers, and he dances one side of the field to the other. Rogers breaking another tackle. Justin Rogers, Rogers will go all the way for the touchdown. Welcome to that American Football Show, powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. Today we have another guest from the European League of Football joining us for our Elf Ballers series. Uh, we have got Justin Rogers, University of Texas El Paso playmaker, Hamburg Sea Devils playmaker. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. We're really happy to have you. Of course, I'm glad to be here. So for me, Sunday's game was the best Elf game I've seen so far this season. Um, you're still undefeated, but I think it's fair to say the Panthers ran you pretty close. What are your thoughts on that game? Uh, it it was a it was a really good game. Obviously, like you said, one probably the the best game that I've seen in in the ELF since you know we got the season started. But um, it it was a dogfight going into the game. We knew that they had been a hot team. They had been playing well. We knew their loss was against Frankfurt, which was kind of a a, a learning experience and game for them. So we knew they would be far more prepared to play against a team like us who were really sound on defense. So going into that game, we kind of knew that they would give us their A game like everybody else. And um, we knew it would be a dogfight. So our, our intentions and goal going into the game was to start early and start fast because we kind of have a tendency to let a few drives get underneath us before we get our feet underneath us and start playing well. So our goal was to get in and play from snap one on and, and get rolling early and uh, – Roqual did a good job of going against that and getting themselves going early enough and made plays early in the game to keep them in the game. So, and even, you know, they had a lead for quite a while. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, congratulations on going 5-0 and so far. That's a huge achievement. 5-0. and I don't know if anybody's looked, but I didn't have much uh, success at my in my UTEP football career. So, I haven't been 5-0 and since like 2016 in high school or something like that. So, I, it's, it's, it's really good being on the other side finally and and like uh, like I said in, in other um, interviews and people have asked me about being 5-0 and the only thing I can think about now being on the other end of it is I don't want to lose I don't want to lose at all like I've lost so much that now winning is the most important it means everything to me so I understand that um, being 5-0 and makes you the hunted like we're, we're going we got Barcelona this week and we are the absolute hunted I 1000% expect Barcelona to come in and play a completely separate game than they played earlier in the season. So well, I'm just ready for it, and I'm going to give every game my A game. How do you feel about uh, Zach Edwards and Gene Constant on the, the Dragons? They're a pretty formidable duo. Um, I'm not – being being a, a cornerback specifically, I'm not a big fan of wideouts, honestly. I, those aren't really my favorite kind of people if we just <laughs> going to pick. But uh, I will say I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gene's game. Gene's a really good football player. Uh, I got a lot of respect for Zach. Zach, Zach is tough as nails. He stood in there and took shots while they were figuring out yeah. their offensive front situation, and he played his heart out. So I got a, a lot of respect for both of those dudes, and I, I know those dudes are going to come out and play. So I'm absolutely going into this game um, being ready to play, being ready to get some action. Oh, I can't wait. 
Um, so uh, on that note, tell us about how you kind of started in American football, where you've played so far, how, you, how what your journey's been. Uh, so I, I started playing football when I was probably five years old. I started in a flag football league. I was uh, I was actually a quarterback. I was a quarterback for like my first three or four years of football, which is like wasn't a quarterback. I was like a I'm the best player, most athletic on the field quarterback. <laughs> so I just ran naked left, naked right, naked left, naked right. So uh, yeah, I started football flag football for one year, I think, and then. I jumped right into tackle football, and yeah, I started in Long Beach, California is when I started at Shearer Park. That's where I started. It was like a, a park up the street from my school. My uh, my dad got me started in football, and it, I was it was love at first sight for me. I started playing, and my dad and my parents couldn't get me to play any other sport. I tried baseball, tried soccer. I hated all of them. I just wanted to play football, so I started in Long Beach. I played for Long Beach Poly, if you guys know the uh, high school, super popular high school. Um, yeah. I played for their youth league team for about my first, I want to say, yeah, maybe my first four or five years of, of tackle football. And then I moved to um, Mississippi with my, my mother. And they actually have tackle football. And they don't have that in California, but they have tackle football in middle school. So uh, in seventh grade, I was playing tackle football in Mississippi. And uh, that was a, a fun experience. I played there. In actually two years, seventh and the beginning of my eighth grade year. So I played two years in Mississippi. And then in high school, I uh, I went to three different high schools. I started at uh, Sarah High School is in Los Angeles, Gardena, California. And then I transferred to Long Beach Cabrillo. I don't know if you guys watched Last Chance U. Did you guys see the season <laughs> yeah. with Indy? Jason Brown was my head coach in 10th grade. That's my boy. He's from, he's from the same area I'm from. He grew up with my dad. Like, Coach JB is my boy. Like, <laughs> I'll talk to JB. He'll talk. He'll call me a slap dick just like everybody else. So, uh, yeah, I played with JB my 10th grade year in Long Beach. And then my last two years, I played at Los Angeles High School. And then um, I was like a, a late recruit. I didn't get many offers. The only school that offered me before signing day was uh, UTEP. So that's where I committed. And then that's where I went. Played my four years there. I did a red shirt. Played my true freshman year. And then um, I had a successful – I played a lot of – played corner going into – going into college and then I played nickel my second year played uh kind of like a rover position my third year and then played full-time safety so I played all over the defensive backfield in college and then uh, yeah that was it and then now I'm here so how do you feel about the the level of football that you've played in Europe so far compares to the standard set that you you've played in the U.S. Uh, truthfully it, it is different it is different and I think um I so I actually got this right, and um, it was just something I thought about before I got here. Uh, what I thought would be the difference is just uh, kind of the intangibles about football. Like, you know, I, whereas to, I grew up around people pe uh, playing football versus people who are just starting to even watch football, if you, like, you know, six, seven years ago. So it's completely different as far as, like, uh, overall knowledge of the game and then kind of just, you know, very small stuff like knowing how to make moves and knowing how to handle some very – you know, uh, particular instances and situations as a ball carrier or as a, you know, as a tackler or whatever the case may be, because I grew up watching football. So uh, th that's the only, that's one of the differences that I see. And um, obviously another difference would be, I would say uh, a lot of, a lot of people don't have, especially at our level, a lot of people don't have as much time to be as skilled because they weren't, they're, they're playing it as a hobby 
while working a job. So that makes it really hard because they're playing so late in their life. It's hard to, um, to, you know, reach a certain potential when, you know, you've got so much other stuff to do in your life. And it's not the one thing. Football was my life since I was, again, five years old, all the way up until when I was five years old, I told myself I was going to the NFL. So that's like a completely different thing for somebody who's introduced to the sport and they're just trying to get better at it. So, um, that's that's what the difference is. However, I will say there are a lot of talented players. There are a lot of talented players in Europe. I had no idea until I got here. There, there, there are a few French dudes that I think are really good. There obviously are some really good Germans I think are good. But you know, the difference would be again the time and how much they can put into it. So, uh, I I love I love seeing it and I love working with guys to you know give my two cents or give my piece to people and try to get everybody better that I'm around. So. As the season and moving over to Germany, has that met your expectations? You know, being 5-0 and and living in Germany, what, what were your thoughts before you came over? What do you think it was going to be like? Uh, again, this is where California kind of spoils me. I, <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to leave that place. I'm from Los Angeles, so it's like I'm from one of the greatest places in the world, if you let me tell it. So uh, leaving, I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't. I'm not going to say I expected little. And I'm not going to say I didn't expect the world. Do you know what I mean? However, that is what I got. Like, it's, 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 I knew the life experience would be something that would be invaluable to me. But, you, you know, experiencing something versus talking about it and it being hypothetical is one thing versus seeing it in person. So being here in, in Europe and being, or being here in Germany and then being able to venture and go to Poland and go to Spain and go to these mm-hmm. few places has completely changed my life as a person. It's like, a grand slam, like bigger than I could have ever imagined. And it's like, you know, again, being five and oh is like the best thing in the world. So winning, <laughs> being here, being a sea devil in particular is great. I got a good view of the Ulster. I'm near water. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling and I'm loving it. And so are, are there any particular locations that you're maybe hoping gets a team that you really want to visit or anything like that? Um, let me see. I honestly want to go to Barcelona again. I want to actually experience Barcelona. You know, going in there to play against Gene and, and then going to hang out is very different. But um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure there's anywhere specific I want to go other than Greece. I was like, I was big. The one time I paid attention in history class, it was that that period of time. So I'm <laughs> super, I want to go there. That's a good destination to go to. That's what um, I'm hearing. So, yeah, you've, you've, you've mentioned a lot of the both the American players and the European players. Is there anyone in particular you've played with before that you're really looking forward to playing in the league? Uh, I, I actually, yeah, actually, yes. That's a good question because I, uh, so I actually trained with uh, Quinn Pounds from Cologne. Yeah. We trained together and like, um, it's, it's a super cool thing because again, you know, a year ago, me and him have no idea that the ELF is going to be a thing. We have no idea that this opportunity is available to us. So at one point, we're just kind of showing up to our workouts, just going at it, trying to get better in blind, like completely blind of where our future is going to go. And then it just so happens that we turn out in the ELF and, you know, I've made plays, he's made plays, you know, it's, it's kind of super fun. So now it's it'll be fun to go against him in a, in a game setting because he played in the Pac-12 and I played in Conference USA. So like us going against each other in practice, it'll be fun to transition to that in a game. And like, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, playing against QP if I can. He had a big game last weekend as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, he sure did, for sure. I'm supporting him every, every way. And then at the same end, I'm like, yep, yeah, you're not going to do it this way. But, yeah. yeah, he came on the show. Sure. Oh, he's a dog. For sure, that's my boy. 
Uh, so are you are you surprised that the just how well the ELF has taken off with fans as, as a new league and the success that it's had so far? Actually, I am, even though I heard a lot, like going into it, it was pitched to me as like, hey, this is going to be a big thing. It, it was almost like I was getting a tip from somebody in the casino or something like, hey, get on that. Like, <laughs> I like, it's, so they were kind of pitching it to me like, hey, you don't want to miss on this. Like, hey, you want to get on this while you can't? I'm like, ah, okay. And then, you know, I kind of got into it. And then um, I kind of figured it would be big. But, you know, again, it wasn't – I didn't think it would be as big as I thought because I knew – Europe wasn't a place that they played. The real football here is soccer. So it's like, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think football would be big and doing numbers. Like I, I'm not, I can't, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I'm hearing 2 million people has watched the game and, you know, stuff like this. So I hear that and I'm like, wow, this is, you know, again, it being pitched early to you versus the end result is like completely separate. So seeing it pan out is like, wow. Like, and then they're doing far better. So the way they pitched it, they're the, the numbers are far better than even the way they pitched it to me. So I'm like, I'm completely in awe. Like, it's crazy to me that like people know who Justin Rogers is in Spain or in Europe, like anywhere. So it's it's super fun. Oh yes, I mean the the T like you said the TV viewing figures they're in the millions now. So mm. I wasn't expecting to say that. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Think millions of people like saw a game that I played in. Like that's so crazy to think, but. Shout out, shout out, Coach Zoom, or shout out to Zoom and Joko. They're doing a real good job of marketing and getting it to everybody. So, it's funny what you said about the way you find out about the league. It's kind of the way we found out about it. We were speaking to Cadell King. Um, we've had him on the show even before the ALF. And he was saying, uh-huh. kind of off the record at the time, we we're like, So, what's happening now, Cadell? He's like, Oh, well, I'm probably going to sign with the ELF. And we were like, What now? The Ooh. Elf. Elf. What's that? And he's like, oh, yeah, they've got a few teams. They're taking the names of the old NFL Europe. And we were kind of like, oh, let's have a look into this. And there you go. Here we are. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly what I said. So in your football career and in life generally, what's the moment you're most proud of? What a question. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. What is so a moment in my life or mm-hmm. when I'm anything you've proud. done that you're most proud of. Ooh, wow. What am I most proud of? Uh wow, that's tough. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. I gotta say, I've done a lot of interviews recently. This is the best one by far. Like <laughs> not even close. Nice one. Uh the thing that I'm most proud of. Um Okay, actually, wow. Okay, uh, what I'm most proud of is, um, go, and you know, to me, this sounds minuscule to me, or this could seem minuscule, but to me, again, like I said, I've been, part of my identity was being a football player since I was five years old. That was part of my identity, it was part of who I was. So, um, you know, this past year, so I, the last football season I played before this one was 2019. So I missed all of 2020. So I didn't play football for roughly a year and a half. Yeah, practically a year and a half, almost two years, I didn't play football. So um, what I'm most proud of is kind of coming out of that. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys experienced that, but there's a thing, at least in the States, that we know is, you know, kind of like post-college syndrome. Like, you know, you get out of college and, like, Mm -hmm. you kind of sit and you understand that, like, it's time for you to 
put your place and put your foot in the in the real world. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, so dealing with with that on top of uh, not being a football player uh, in that same moment and understanding that um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm the I'm the same I'm the same person I'm the same passionate competitive winner that I am in football in my life. So um, having to go through that, I kind of went through like you know just like everybody else. I'm not gonna make it crazy dramatic, but just like everybody else, I kind of went through a slump and kind of finding my footing and where I wanted to be and where I wanted to go in my life. So uh, I'm proud of the way I handled that situation. And I would say I did fold, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that I could have done. I could have went in and not just fold in the sense that I kept playing football, but I kept believing in myself and I kept pushing and moving forward and believing that I was the person that I thought I was. So that, that, that would probably be the thing that I'm most proud of. That's the best answer we've had to that question. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's for real though. We call it the university blues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, okay. I, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, everybody has that, but yeah, the university blues was a real thing for me and it was like super tough. I was driving, I was driving a lift to pay for my workouts. I was driving an hour in one direction for a lift of another hour for speed training and working out in between and all of my money was just going to trainers and I didn't buy anything. I'm from LA again. I didn't buy any fashion, didn't buy any clothes, no jewelry. I didn't buy anything. I was just giving all of my money in my head and investing into myself. So it paying out was like a really big thing for me. Even honestly, I, I like it not paying, if it didn't pan out as good as something as the ELF, I still would have been proud of myself for that moment. So the fact that things are panning out the way the ELF is, and for me personally, like it's icing on the cake. Happiest, yeah. happiest I could ever be in my life right now. So. Yeah, credit to you. That's a, that's a really good goal. I appreciate that. Yep. And so uh, kind of moving back towards more the football side of things, um, who have been your role models and your even your still favourite players to watch on the field in the NFL and things? Um, Darrell Revis. I was initially, I was never like a... So, okay. I'm going to say I'm from LA probably 10 more times. Just so that you guys know. <laughs> that's fine. Being from LA, I was not, I was closer to a Kobe hater than a Kobe fan. But I like, I now understand the reasons that I hated Kobe is what made Kobe great. So now I love Kobe for those exact same reasons that I hated him being a competitor at a high level. So um, my, my, my point with that was um, I wasn't a big Dion guy just because I felt the arrogance and I felt he had the exact same thing that Kobe had where like, they just they just didn't seem like good teammates. They didn't seem like good people, and they were so like I don't know. They were so serious, and I was well, not Dion being serious, but they were just so above everybody. And I was like, man, that's whack. Like I wouldn't want to be above everybody. You know what I mean? I would consider myself closer to being a team guy. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, Revis was somebody that I watched oddly enough because I thought then this is I learned this is super wrong, but I watched a lot of Revis thinking that. I didn't have to be as physically capable to be a good football player. That is not the case. Darrell Revis ran like 4-3-4 or something like that before you. I thought he didn't. I thought he ran like 4-5 my entire life until like three years, like four years ago or three years ago, I looked up and I looked it up and was like, whoa, Darrell Revis ran what? <laughs> so, yeah, the Revis was like somebody that I watched and studied and who I wanted to like model my game after. Charles Wilson later in my career too, so. 
Yeah. Okay, so we've I've got a little question from JJ and Clark for you. Could you tell us about your your catchphrase, Roger? That. Oh my catchphrase, Roger. That. How did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Roger, that that's like uh, that's that's my salute. That's that's something that like actually my mom came up with it. My mom, she was she was a million steps ahead of the game and was like, "Hey son, you're gonna be a brand. You need to do this. You need to do that." And I'm me being a kid, I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. But that's always been like our thing. And like uh Roger, that is just a salute and an understanding that, you know, you holding people accountable. You doing it's it's exactly the the exact same as a salute. I recognize you, you recognize me for being what I am and you being what you are. So Roger that to all of y'all and everybody watching. Love that. <laughs> and so um coming to the end, these are just some final silly questions that we've asked everyone so far. Uh, so you're on a desert island for a year and you get to bring one of each of the following. Uh, so the first thing you get to bring is a meal on demand anytime you want. Oh, a meal on demand. French fries will have to be in there or some <laughs> kind of potato, some kind of potato, either French fries or like a baked potato or whatever the case may be. That's one of them. Um, what I get tired of, actually fish, fish. Catfish, fried catfish, fried catfish, fried catfish, fish and chips, fried catfish yeah. and, and, and fries will be like, I think I'm cool. I'm not big enough on greens. I should be, but like, nah, I don't need greens. I'm good. You can throw like a fruit in there or something. Um, you got to bring one album from a musical artist. That one is touchy. I'm a hip hop guy. Uh, one album. What album can I listen to over and over and over again? Man, that's tough. I'm I'm a J. Cole fan, so I'm gonna pick. That hurts. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. Um, you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna have to go with the miseducation of Lauren Hill because it'll give me everything I need. It'll give me, it'll give me the, it, not enough necessarily hip hop, but it'll give me enough hip hop. It'll give me obviously the R&B and it, it'll give me what I need. The miseducation of Lauren Hill. That'll be my, Fetish if not, it would be, yeah, I know. That's a, that's a good one, right? You and Gene yeah. Constant have to both taken J. Cole. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, di oh, did you have Gene already? Yeah, we had Gene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he pick J. Cole? What did he pick? Oh, which one did he so, pick? So Forest, Forest Hill Drive? It was, yeah. Forest Hill Drive? Okay. Okay, see. I told you. Gene's, Gene's a smart guy. <laughs> I, knew, I told you. I'm, I don't normally like receivers. I don't like receivers for nothing. Something <laughs> had to be good about them. There you go. Um, so you got to bring one celebrity with you. It can be someone from the past. It can or can't? It can. Okay, it can be somebody from the past. One celebrity. From the past? It doesn't have I mean, to be from the past. It can be present as well. Just past or present. Right. What celebrity am I like? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, like... That's a really good one, man. Y'all are killing me. These are the ones <laughs> I should be thinking about. I should be thinking more about these. Um, uh, Maybe, like... 
Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Lisa Bonet. Okay, okay. Smart man. Uh, you get to watch one sports team for the year. One sports team? Yeah. Ooh. Lake Show. Who'd you say, sorry? Lake Show. Lake, Lake Show. Lakers. How, Lake how do you feel about the Lakers this season? <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We got okay. we got some stuff to figure it out, but I trust in Brian. I'm a Brian fan. You got to trust in Brian. Uh, and then finally, you've got water, but what's the one other drink you're bringing? Hmm. Hey, I love it here. These are perfect questions. What drink? What drink am I bringing? I don't need a soda. Lemonade. It would have to be lemonade. Lemonade yeah. or like a like a some variation of lemonade. Maybe like a pink lemonade or <laughs> or did you mean brand specific? No, it could oh, be anything. just anything you want. Okay. Yeah, it will it will probably be a, a a pink lemonade or a fuse a fuse of peach tea. Crazy. Oh yeah, fuse is good. Hey, a fuse peach tea is wild. Like or I think it's raspberry tea. Crazy. We have one like we have those. At UTEP, oh my God, I was in the cafeteria stealing. Like, <laughs> I would have put it in my pocket if I could. Yeah, we used to have them at, when I used to work in, in the States. We used to have the vending machine just full of fuse. Oh, yep. See, so you know, you get it. Yeah, fuse is good. Uh, but I mean, Justin, thank you so much for, for coming on and answering all our questions. That's it from all of us. Uh, is there any anyone you want to shout out? Any Anything you want to plug? Any Anything at all? No, nah, not so much. Uh, I want to thank God and thank you all for being here. Uh, my beautiful mother. And like I said, Roger that to everybody. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, obviously, best of luck for the season. Uh, you're already doing well, but I know we're going to be watching you a lot more and saying your name on the podcast a lot more. Um, make sure you check out our um, social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's Tafts underscore UK or Tafts for Facebook. And you can find us on YouTube or just the internet on That American Football Show. Um, one more time, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we've really appreciated speaking to you. It's been great fun. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll put, pop all of Justin's details in the comments below if you want to find him. Uh, make sure you head over and check out our friends at EP Sports for any of your NFL or equipment needs. And we'll see you next week.